Hey listeners, welcome back to the Making Data Simple podcast. Our episode last week featured Janine Sneed. Janine is the Chief Digital Officer and VP of Customer Success for Hybrid Cloud. That's a mouthful. Last week, Janine talked about her own background and work life at IBM, which was fantastic. But we wanted to share more of that conversation because later on she offered some career advice and described her involvement with the very important GROW initiative, G-R-O-W. See what that means? Take a listen. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. You know, coming back to the naming, the interesting thing about the naming is you have your challenges because you're right. Everything is being bundled under digital, and there's a lot of definitions of client success as well. You know, I leading support um, within data and AI as well as development. You know, at one point in time, I looked at support and I said, you know, it doesn't describe what we should be doing. In other words, post sale support is legacy. I mean, it's it's the all the experiences from time by onward. So I changed the name to like client experience. Then I said, well, that's not complete either. Then I went to client success, but then client success is really, you know, what you're talking about on the SaaS side of the business with client success managers. So I don't know. I think I'm almost back to supporting him. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if that's indicative of everything is so integrated right now. It is, Al. It's truly integrated. It's funny because I won't mention the name of the companies that I spoke with, but um, I was doing a lot of research on customer success, having you know, in, um, just discussions and learning. It was a lot of learning. And there are many organizations that have customer success support and lab services in one organization, and they actually call that customer success. So it, it's funny you mention that because it's, it's all post-sale, right? It's okay, it's landed. What, what are, what's lab services going to do? What's support going to do? What are the customer success managers going to do to get the customer running and make them successful? Now, Al, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you what, you're giving me a run for my money because I've seen your support scores and they're through the roof. <laughs> so I've got some work to do, Al. Yeah, that's all right. That's, look, it <laughs> never stops. I just had a team yesterday and, and I talked about the need to be customer obsessed, to really have a customer obsessed culture. And I think it's important to, to, to continue to push that because one way or another, your business is obsessed about something. It could be profit. It could be product. I would say many of the best businesses are customer obsessed, and that's the way we want to be. And I think it's also important, and I think this kind of lines, and I know you preach this, kind of, uh, preach this as well, is not just understanding what clients want, but what their needs are. And those are very different, and uh, you've got to listen listen to clients. I mean, what Henry Ford famously said, if if I would have gave customers what they wanted, I would have gave them the faster horses. So, you know, it's, we got to turn and pivot to give them uh, what they need. So speaking of customers, you say you've been talking to a lot of customers and, and you work this through a lot of external clients. Are there, you don't have to mention any names, but are there clients that have this figured out? And I guess the second part of that question is, is, if, if, if they don't have it figured out, you know, what is the, the blueprint or what are the first couple steps you suggest to get them on that path? So when we talk about getting, them, getting it figured out, let's go back to AI, 
right? And, and the whole notion of, you know, making data accessible and the journey to AI. Um, I, I see so many customers looking at AI and saying, I want that, but they're, they're not there. And they're not there because I think it comes back to the foundation. I'm not, look, this is a blanket statement. This is not every customer. But a lot of customers that I work with are still in that phase of how do I get a trusted, governed data framework, unified governance framework that we can access data regardless of where it is. It's multiple data sources, data types, open source, proprietary, cloud, on-prem. I mean, it's, it's all types of data. And then, you know, being able to trust that. So how do they organize it? I was with a customer last Friday, actually, and the big thing was a, a master, master copy. They said, I don't want to have 220 of my business because that was how many kind of lines they had. We want to have one. We want one master. You know, and so they're on, a lot of customers are, that, are there. And once they get there and, and really get that, that the access and the unified governance down and, and trust their data, then you can really start talking about how they, you can build AI into your business. So that's Janine's perspective. However, I also know that there are innovators and they're disruptors. I mean, so many of them spoke at our Think Conference where they're hiring data scientists, they're bringing them in-house, and they're working on projects. They're building machine learning models and prediction models, affinity models, you know, churn, they're, 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 they're there. So I think it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing both sides of it, but if they don't have that trusted data in place, then I think that the AI is gonna fall apart. I, I don't think they're, I, I don't think you can be as successful without it. I totally agree. In fact, we've 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 uh, broached this topic several times on the on the podcast, and it goes back to our saying that you can't have uh, uh, AI without IA, and uh, I think that holds true. Like I said, I, I I'm I'm not trying to be a homer here, but I think our strategy is is the best that that I've seen it, and I'm 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 pretty excited about it. And look, I do think no matter where folks are, I mean, the cool thing is is data and AI is like the central nervous system. It's a great place to be right now. Where everything, yeah, it's, it's great. Hey, um, look, I, I've got some other questions more on the topic of Janine. So, I, anything else that we didn't hit on in the, the digital experience or the uh, customer success? No, I, I think that's it. I, I think I we, think we hit the, Yeah, we killed it. We killed it. <laughs> <laughs> always, of course, always. Hey. Um, so you got a master's degree in management information systems in Carnegie Mellon, right? Yeah, I did. So wow, that's that's impressive. So I and even this is more impressive, and this is where I'm going. I know you're involved with all kinds of women in technology facets, and you know even at NBM we have a Slack channel that is around women in tech, and yes, it's inclusive of the inferior part of the species. That's me, a men, and uh, I'm on that Slack channel. And you are always all over that. And I know that, yeah, I'll just keep going here. I know you founded a group called GROW. I don't know if it's a group or, but anyway, it stands for Guidance, Resources, and Out Outreach for Women. Uh, you've done a lot for women in technology. And I, I wanted to 
talk about your inspiration there, what you're thinking, and uh, give you kind of a platform to talk to it. Because for, uh, you're coming from a guy that has four women at home. That's not even counting the two dogs that are, that are girls. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, I don't make any decisions at home. I promise you. There, there we go. There we go. Well, th- first off, thanks for asking. And it is International Women's Day. It is March 8th when we're doing this. So um, I want to wish happy International Women's Day to all of you women that are out there. Um, and, and let me take you back to April of 2018. I get all of my ideas on my runs. I, I, do, I, I do long runs on the weekend. And I was listening to uh, Deb Bub, uh, Jesus Mantis, and Rashida Hodge, Phil Gilbert. They were at our Think Conference, and they did a session called I Believe I Belong, I Matter. And it was a replay, of course, on demand on my run. And I, I thought, you know, this is so empowering. I've been at IBM at that time, of course, 17 years, and I said, what can I be doing to give back? You know, I want every woman, I've faced many, many challenges in my career, um, and I've, well, I feel like I'm outspoken, but I, I, you know, sometimes felt like I haven't been me. I can't be me. You know, I'm too passionate, I'm too emotional, or I'm not smart enough, or you know, am I, do I feel stupid saying this? I just sometimes had confidence issues. And I thought, what can I do to help our women in cloud and cognitive software feel like they're a support system? There are resources for them to grow their career, um, whether they're new coming into IBM or maybe they want to change. You know, they want to change. They want a career change. So in May, I. Um, blew off a couple meetings and I sat down and I wrote out what I believe GROW would be. And GROW stands for Guidance, Resources, and Outreach for Women in Cloud and Cognitive Software. And it is a grassroots initiative versus an HR-driven program where we run monthly live streams on all kinds of topics, executive presence, digital leadership, bold decisions, leveraging your network to grow your career. Um, We just did one this week on gender equality. We have one coming up in two weeks on salary. And it's a a community for all of our women in cloud and cognitive software to have a platform for their voice, for things they want to know about, things they want to learn, get mentoring, get sponsoring, get, you know, network. And um, we're now at about 1,300 um, as of today, um, strong. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's really yeah. fantastic. We're, ex- we're excited about it. And when I say that, that's the group that's in Slack. We, of course, have many more thousand women within Cloud and Cognitive Software, but that's the active number of users, active users in our Slack channel. Well, I can tell you I'm actively following that channel because I see a lot of inspirational things that I take away from it. It's fantastic. Yeah. You've done a great job there. You must have a ton of protégés. You know? I'm, I'm sorry, say that again? Are you, you must have a, you must be mentoring a lot. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do mentor a lot. And, you know, it's funny because I mentor both women and men. And I, I kind of, I, maybe, I don't know, I feel like honored when men come and say, hey, I, I want some advice. Because I feel like it's always been bro to bro, you know. And so um, I do mentor. And even if it's like a quick chat, hey, I need advice on something, it's really hard for me to turn those things down, and I, you know, had a discussion with my boss last week about this, and how much time is too much time, you know. But I always feel like, you know, there's that one, 
you know, lady or one guy that may just need someone to talk to, for, you know, about something. And so I really try to make myself available as much as I can. Well, that's a gift that keeps on giving. By the way, you can mentor me any day of the week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, um, in fact, I'm getting a lot here. So, you know, for those listening, is there any, you know, is there any a location where they can see what you're doing, what's going on? And um, I don't know if you have a, you know, I'm certainly maybe LinkedIn. I don't know. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Please, please do. I mean, we I have a LinkedIn page, of course, and um, Janine Sneed, and I actually just posted a blurb up there about um, our live stream that took place March 4th with all of our uh, senior executives in cloud and cognitive software. Um, we had a senior executive panel on gender equality. It was really important. Um, we had a couple thousand um, IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software um, employees lo log in and watch the live stream. And we had 29 live stream parties happening um, during that live stream session as well as throughout March. So it's a pretty big deal. And IBM takes gender equality and diversity inclusion very seriously. Um, in 1934 was when we hired our first group of women that would do basically high-tech work, the same work as men. And then in 1935, our founder said, we are going to pay women the same as men for equal work. So this is, we're not new to this. It's always in our values, and I think that every generation of IBMers since then has said, what can we do to ensure that gender diversity and quality and inclusion is first and foremost in everything we do. It's who we are in our DNA as a company. And that just makes me so proud. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. I got a serious question. Do you sleep? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do sleep. I do. Um, and I've got, I should say, I've got two kids, and so they make me tired as well. I've got um, a, an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy. So while I do a lot of this women's stuff, I do have my little guys at home and my husband, of course, who's a, a big kid himself. Yeah, you got the opposite problem. I've got all women at home. You've got all men at home. I see how. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that. We will put all that in the show notes, but we're not done yet. Okay. I've got do, I do what I call the lightning round here. Okay. And this, <laughs> so can go as long as you want, but it's usually like you know quick questions just to get to know Janine a little bit better. It's a it's a fan favorite, so we got to do it with you too. Sure. All right. Yes. You're gonna kill it. All uh, right. Favorite music or favorite group? I guess Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I love Fleetwood Mac. They make me smile every time they came come on. All right, good. That's good. Um, our passion. I, we know you run. By the way, how how long, how far do you run? Use a run. How many miles are you going? Oh, I I probably do about thirty to thirty five every week. But I hit a wow. long run of about ten, like nine, ten miles on the weekend. I, so you get. Uh, this is where you get all your your podcast and your uh, video stuff done. Probably, I would be guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So. Outside of running, uh, any other passions outside of the workplace, things you do for fun? You know, I just I love spending time with my family and kids. You know, I um, I travel so much for work, and I work a lot. And um, I, I truly, like, it's, a, it's Friday, and I truly just look forward to tonight just hanging out with my two boys and my husband, simple dinner, and just being with them. Like, that's what I, I really enjoy. You got it. Outside of your family, what are you most proud of? I think I know uh, what the answer would be. <laughs> uh, 
outside of my family, my family, what am I? Yeah, because I, I guess my number one pride and joy are, are my boys. I, I guess oh, I'm, sure. I'm proud to, I'm proud to be. Yeah, honestly, I'm just proud of, of the, the team that I'm with and the the work that I do, and I'm just so blessed and grateful for all the support. Um, I think that, that's that's probably what I'm most proud of, of of what we're doing as a company and what we're doing, you know, as as a team. Um, that's what drives me and motivates me. The Grow Group, you should be very proud of that too. I think it's I true. am. I'm very proud of Grow. Very proud of Grow. The um, number one role model today that's not related to you. The number one role model. Somebody you admire. Somebody you admire. In a work context, I have to say it's, it's probably Rob Thomas, um, and I say that because he's ridiculously honest and truthful to everybody, even if it's something you, you want to hear or don't want to hear. Um, I, I really admire how he's taken the data and AI business and just completely transformed it. I mean, I've seen this journey for the past two and a half years, and I think it's phenomenal for where we've come and how far we've come um, as an organization. It's very, very, very impressive. Um, and it's, I, it, from a leadership style, being able to pull so many people together to make it happen and create that movement, I think it's very, very power, powerful. Well, um, we keep the podcast in order. We had him last week. So the, okay. the listeners should have, uh, should have heard of Rob. So great. Hey, you say you have children. I know one of the questions that the listeners have is, how do you balance motherhood with all you're doing? Yeah, I'm so happy you asked me that question because I was actually having a debate in Grow about this because there was a woman that you know said, why do we always ask about balance? And, and look, um, we have to ask ba- talk about balance because it's real, especially if you have kids. And I'm probably going to say something. I'm going to tell you the truth, um, Al. Um, because I want everybody to hear this and listen to it. You have to listen to yourself and you have to listen to your body. Um, I, I don't have a lot of balance, I'll be honest, but I had worse balance uh, two years ago to the point where I, I had a stroke. I was traveling oh. a lot. Yeah, I was traveling a lot. I was on the road all the time. I wasn't hydrated. I was running a lot, and I was you know, just kind of going, 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 and I, I wasn't listening to myself. And when that happened, I was 38 years old, and I like kind of you kind of like whoa what what just happened whoa 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 like that's not supposed to happen, and that changed my outlook on life, on life, and just every day is a blessing, and so how I balance is I do the things that Janine wants to do, I take the roles that Janine wants to take, I I say yes to the things I really want to do, and I say no to the things that I don't, so I'm very careful with my time. I'm, you know, very particular on you know, who I want to be around and the projects that I work in because that really changes a perspective and an outlook on life. So I, I balance through through that, through that experience, and it shouldn't take something like that to happen, but it changes your perspective, and it's just, you know, you gotta you gotta realize that work isn't everything, and and there there's got to be some sort of quote unquote balance in downtime that you take. So, you know, I, I felt like I want to share that because it's it's true, and if it can help anybody out there, just pause, just just pause, and and you know, take take more time for you. Well, I'm glad you've come through and everything's healthy, and it didn't uh, have uh, any any long-standing effects. Look, yeah. I uh, 
I, I hear you, and I'm glad that you mentioned it. And there's a, there's a story of my own that happened la late last year where I was sitting on a plane too long, got a blood clot. And uh, thankfully, I came through that, you know, just came through. I, I didn't, you know, you, you don't expect to have something like that. And you go, boy, I'm, my back was hurting me. You know, you go to the emergency room and they say, look, you need to, to your point, you, you need to take a pause. Make yeah. sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, I'm with that's you. Right. I hear you. So I've got a similar story. We'll have to compare notes sometime. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, same, same, with, same with you. Same with you. So advice for young ladies considering technology. Uh, go. Just go for it. Go for it. I mean, I, I, can't, I, I can't stress that enough. You've got to believe in you. Go for it and have confidence. There are so many doors that will open, avenues that will open, experiences that you will have, and you make the job what you want it to be. Never let anybody define you. You define you and own it. You got any, any differing advice for a young lady that's starting out in technology? In other words, they're already in there, but they're, they're just early in their career? Yes, believe, believe. Because I know that if there's anyone that's, I don't care if it's men or women, you have doubts and you're, I can't do it or it's too hard, I'm going to give up, just believe in you. You'll get through it. There are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days. Find your voice, believe in you, and just go for it. Look yourself in the mirror. You got this. Any advice for women in technology that are trying to advance their career? Is it similar to what you just provided, or is there anything different? Yeah. They're no, that's a good question. Um, mentor. Find good mentors. Network, network, network. Do not over don't do not underestimate the power of a network both internal as well as external and the third thing is take some risks i mean i've taken risks in some you know jobs and roles and experiences that were really hard and you know a couple didn't pan out the way that i thought but i learned from them and there were experiences that i learned that were positive as well as things that i learned that i say okay that's good on and i'll never do that again or this again take some risks well, I had, I had you, you're tying right into my next question. Have you had good mentors? Yeah, I've had great mentors. Um, you know, I've had three mentors that have been with me for a very long time, um, one since 2003, um, another since 2005, and then another one since 2010. And those three have been with me for a very long time in this company. Um, and then I've had other folks that have, you know, kind of come and go because of just different parts of my you know, career changing or their career changing. And so we just kind of went our separate ways. But um, yes, I've had very good mentors and mentors that have told me the truth. I think that's what you want. You, want, you, want, you don't want somebody that's going to stroke your ego. You need people to tell you the truth on things that you really need to work on. You need to swallow that. You need to like go, go with it and don't be offended by it because then you won't grow. You won't you know, kind of be the person that you're meant to become. Expect radical candor and, and have a growth mindset to consume it and take it in. That's exactly yeah. right. So what is the best leadership advice you've received then? Um, interesting you say that. Um, take a vacation every 90 days. That's the best leadership advice I've ever gotten. And it, it may not be what people were expecting to hear, but 
one of the things that I've learned is recovery is just as important as your launch. You know, you know this out being in development, we kind of overwork and overwork and overwork and overwork getting to launch and, you know, over, um, you know, kind of over preparing and getting ready for the, the, the launch of a product or the client meeting. But recovery is just as important as all that work that went into it. And uh, I think Tignum was the company that really helped me realize that. And uh, there was a gentleman that worked at IBM named Matt Ellis. When I became an executive, he's the one that told me, you know, take a vacation every 90 days because it'll start to wear on you if, if you don't. Great. I, br- I wrote it down. <laughs> two, <laughs> two more questions. Two more questions. I know you learn when you're running, but how do you learn? I mean, how, how do you, what's your process? you got a process. Uh, yeah, you know what, there's two things. So I'm hands-on, and I think that comes from my engineering background. In fact, I was just saying to my boss, I feel like every time we do a checkpoint, I'm like, I'm not, I need to get in, I need to code it, and I need to build the models. I mean, even when I was learning AI, I did Andrew Ning's class that kicked my butt back in, you know, statistics and coding. I just I did a Python course because I feel like I have to understand it to really uh, lead it. Um, so I, I am very, I like to be hands-on, and I like to try things, right? So that's kind of point number one. Point number two, um, one of my bosses say compound reading, compound reading. So um, since October, my goal has been to read two books a month, and so far I'm on that path. Um, so that's how I've been learning. The, the books are more about leadership books, but I do the hands-on stuff technically. I think on Coursera, for example, is where I do a lot of my um, technical training. Great. And by the way, it's interesting. We have the same goal there. I've got two books a month. So far, I'm on on path. So you're going to be my accountability partner. We're going to check in <laughs> make sure we're on to it. All, All right. right. Last question. What's next for you? You know, um, it, it's funny you say that. So the, some advice I've been given, and I've really been trying to live by this, is that the best job that you in, you're in is the, the best job that you have is the job that you're in right now. And so I try not to look for the next thing. I try to kill it in the role that I'm in so that that next best thing is coming. So the next thing for me is the weekend, I guess, Saturday. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I like it. Janine, you are, you, sincerely, you are inspirational, and I'm so glad we, you, we had you on and you, you uh, gave us some of your time. I appreciate it. Uh, I think this is fantastic. I learned a lot from you today. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Al. I appreciate it. All right. For all the folks, we will put all the information in the show notes on how you can reach Janine. But uh, until next time, um, I'll see you, I guess, on the Internet. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Making Data Simple podcast, where we make data fun. Be sure to visit ibmbigdatahub.com forward slash podcasts to access the show notes and uncover even more great episodes. Remember, the views expressed here are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily represent the views of IBM. Until next time, over and out. <laughs>